Hello and welcome to Detox for Vibrant Health. I'm your host, Jessica Green. Thank you for joining. Hello and welcome to Detox for Autoimmunity series. Today I'm going to be covering two components of plastics, phthalates and also BPAs slash BPSs. There's actually like a whole family of BPs and I'm not going to talk about all of them, but they all kind of play the same role. Um, so plastics have become ubiquitous in our environment and in our body. And if it's not already obvious from the plastics in our ocean and at our dumps, just take a look at your grocery store and also take a look around your home. You know, in fact, I was um, finishing up some research on this and I had a terrible realization that I've let plastics into my home. And there's such small pieces that I hadn't really realized the overall amount accumulating until um, just really recently. You know, some of these things were gifts, some of these things my husband had bought, some of these things I had bought. And um, generally speaking, we live a pretty low plastic life, but um, you know, I'm, I'm also happy to be giving myself this bit of a kick in the butt to get back on track because you know, it's easy to um, forget something that you're planning on doing, especially when it's um, not quite a solid habit yet. So I'm gonna try to take this next step up myself and uh, I'd like to invite you along in that journey too. Um, so I'm gonna start out with phthalates, such a funny word to say. Um, so these are just plasticizers. They're designed to make plastics a little bit more flexible and less um, breakable. These are used also as dissolving agents. So they're used in hundreds of products like vinyl flooring, adhesives, detergents, lubricating oils, automotive plastics, plastic clothes like raincoats, personal care products, soap, shampoos, hairsprays, and nail polishes even. Phthalates are also used widely in PVC or polyvinyl chloride plastics like um, packing film and sheets, um, shower curtains, garden hoses, inflatable toys, blood storage containers, medical tubing, and children's toys. And we're exposed to these chemicals mostly through ingesting food or beverages that have been stored in plastic containers, especially meat and dairy products, as well as fast foods uh, that have been exposed to um, phthalates through just storage and processing. And also we get some of this through our personal care products that contain phthalates. And, um, and occasionally we inhale this through the dust particles uh, that have had attracted phthalates. And I mentioned that in um, a previous video about air quality, how dust has a very sort of um, magnetic property to it, right? So uh, little dust particles uh, just sort of get picked up uh, this way. Um, in medicine, phthalates are also used in IV tubing and bags and increase chemical loads in patients, including babies and neonatal care. And these are converted to um, metabolites in the body. And they should, generally speaking, be eliminated through urine. But <clears throat> depending on what our toxic load is, they might not all get excreted out. 
Um, the CDC did some research uh, founding, uh, finding measurable levels of phthalate metabolites in the general population. And, um, and this is pretty widespread in the US and in Europe as well. Uh, now, adult women tend to have higher levels of urinary metabolites than men. Um, and that might be because of more of the soaps and products, different shampoos and cosmetics and personal care products that we tend to use than uh, men. But it should be noted that there are a number of forms of phthalates used depending on their purpose, and there's like a whole family of them. And they each all have different effects on our bodies. Uh, so what do we do about this? Um, sorry, not what do we do. I'll finish that up in the end. I'm going to talk a little bit more about these and the effects and then go into BPAs and BPSs. And then I'll talk about what you could do about them. So let's talk a little bit about some of the effects of uh, phthalates on our body. Uh, so, so far we know that they can cause cancer, reproductive development disorders, hormone disrupting, endocrine disrupting, skin rashes, endometriosis, and vomiting and nausea. And I'll put links into um, uh, this video as well so that you could read up a little bit more on this if you'd like. So next is BPAs and BPSs. Now these are used um, uh, in the same sort of products. Now BPA has been um, uh, sort of shunned more recently because of uh, some of the properties that it has. So there's been a replacement use. So when you see BPA free, uh, what it's typically replaced with is BPS, um, but they're both endocrine disrupting. Uh, so both of them mimic estradiol in the body, and that's a bad form of estrogen that when too high can contribute to breast cancer development. And exposure to BPA is a concern because of possible health effects of BPA on the brain and prostate glands of fetuses, infants, and children. It could also affect children's behaviors, and additional research is suggesting a possible link between BPA and increased blood pressure. Um, BPA has also been linked to obesity, diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. And I should add that this is also true of BPS. So <clears throat> where did we find BPA and BPS? Well, certainly we find it in our urine. 81% uh, of samples tested uh, in one study that I had noted had um, BPS, and then 95% of samples tested had BPA. 88% of human exposure, though, to BPS is specifically through receipts, that is thermal paper receipts, which is interesting. It, um, BPA and BPS is really readily absorbable through our skin. So when we handle a receipt, we're getting exposure and we handle so many receipts throughout the day. So where are some of these um, other sources of BPA and BPS besides receipts? Well, any thermal tickets that you might get, um, plastic containers for storage, plastic deli containers, plastic water bottles, hard reusable water bottles um, that are plastic, mailing envelopes, airplane boarding passes, because those are usually thermal printed, luggage tags, tin cans, soda and beer cans, food wrap, plastic bags, baby bottle components like nipples and rings, fast food, actual fast food, like the burgers and beverages. So the beverage container has them and also fast food wrap has it. 
plastic plates, tissues, and toilet paper with recycled content and wrapped in plastic, and squeezy snacks. Now, some tips to reduce these types of plastics or chemicals from your body. Um, just say no to receipts first off, right? Because right there, we reduce our exposure to BPS specifically by 88%. So say no to receipts. And if you do have to handle them, try to be very careful to not touch them too much and wash your hands directly after using them. Never eat warm deli foods stored in plastic. Use a reusable stainless steel uh, or glass cup to go beverage. Use reusable stainless steel or glass bottle for water. Don't eat out of fast food restaurants. Uh, use beeswax cloths. This is one of my favorite actually. So um, instead of using like a plastic wrap to wrap up a leftover piece of say, um, I don't know, food, leftovers. Um, there's paper that you could get, well it's not paper, it's cloth, and then it's got wax on it with uh, beeswax. And it'll last quite a long time before the beeswax starts to wear off. And then at the end, you could just compost it. So that's pretty amazing. Uh, or you could use reusable bags for snacks and sandwiches. And I've got a couple of those as well that are um, just their fabric and you could store something. Usually it's just good for lunches. Um, use glass containers for storage for food, uh, preferably one with a glass lid. I like ones with a little flip top lid because there's really no contact with any plastic components for those. Um, I also buy beverages in glass instead of plastic bottles. Another thing that you could do is use cloth napkins and handkerchiefs instead of tissues. Consider using microfiber cloths for um, wiping up in place of toilet paper, uh, sorry, not toilet paper, but paper towels. And I have a bunch of microfiber cloths that I just keep underneath the sink. So whenever I need to wipe up something, I'll use that instead of a paper towel. Also look for baby bottles using natural rubber or silicon components. You could also look for personal care products that are free from phthalates, uh, that is in the ingredients themselves, and those that come in glass containers and I really love RMS beauty products. Um, most of them come in glass, little glass jars, which is really wonderful. And um, Amasoma, which is just a local skincare company, but um, there's so many skincare companies, probably it's um, readily available for you to find something local as well. But I tend to get face oils in little glass jars and um, I just love those. Also consider using natural bar soaps instead of um, soaps that come in plastic containers with a pump. And uh, you could also use glass hand soap pumps. So I know that um, you could get attachments for mason jars where you could get like a, a foaming soap attachment. That'll still be a plastic component, but the soap itself will be sitting in uh, glass instead of plastic. Also consider buying soups, tomato broths, and uh, sorry, tomatoes and broths in glass jars instead of cans or boxes, and buy juices and milk in glass containers. Now I'd also like to share what, what would help you detox from phthalates and BPSs and BPAs. And uh, the first one is just to reduce your exposure. 
because the less exposed you are, the less you'll have buildup in your body. Next, take calcium deglucurate. I've written a, an article about this in my blog, and I've shared how it could help reduce estradiol. Well, that same way that it reduces estradiol, which is the bad estrogen, it also helps to reduce um, these chemicals in your body as well. So you're trying to get rid of the chemicals as well as the um, excess estradiol that might have built up. Um, eat lots of cruciferous veggies. Uh, these are high in DIM, which is also something that helps to detox uh, from excess um, estrogen. And finally, take an infrared sauna, far infrared sauna. And this is great not just for detoxing chemicals like this, it's helpful in detoxing heavy metals, and it um, also helps with your uh, skin health as well. So that's uh, another plus for that. And you know, finally, I'd like to leave you with uh, a thought around um, removing plastics in your life. And, you know, you might think of it as something that's really inconvenient, but I think of it as um, something that could be really beautiful. I mean, the thought of moving away from, um, you know, like plastic to go containers to, you know, actual glass and um, ceramic plates and uh, using real utensils instead of plastic utensils and using cloth napkins instead of paper napkins. And, you know, instead of walking around with a, a to-go cup from a coffee shop, just walking around with your own beautiful stainless steel mug or glass mug, it just, everything seems just a little bit more elegant. And the thing is, is that this could all be much cheaper, much less expensive than, um, you know, the plastic alternatives. And uh, just thinking about your pantry, for instance, having things stored in glass containers is so much more beautiful than having uh, things stored in bags and cans and, and other things like that. So just something to think about that this could be an actually really beautiful way to transform your home as well as your health. So I'd like to leave that with you today and i hope you've gotten something out of this talk if you have any comments i would love to answer them and i'll stay on just a couple more minutes and i do see we have um, some people here if you have any questions go ahead and let me know otherwise you could um hi melissa uh, if you have any questions, just let me know, but otherwise I'll uh, respond to any questions. Oh, you're welcome, Melissa. I'll respond to any questions uh, in the comments after, okay? I'll be posting this shortly. Thank you so much for joining me today.